0: Well, hello, and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and we are on our continuing series of jazz podcasts. This is actually the second one that I am recording. Hope you had a chance to listen to the Bessie Smith one. Uh, And uh, right now, we're we're changing styles a little bit. We're going to go into the world of traditional jazz, which many people call Dixieland, although that's a term that's fraught with uh, controversy. I don't have any particular problem with it, since I play it myself, but there you go. This particular band was called the Gold Coast Jazz Band, and it's an interesting group. There is a current group out in Oregon called the Gold Coast Jazz Band that, as far as I know, is unrelated to this one, which existed in Chicago in the early and mid-1960s. This was a group that uh, was founded by two men, uh, Ted Butterman on cornet and Bob Sundstrom on banjo. Uh, Ted is still playing in Chicago, as far as I know, or was until recently. He... uh, had a a long-standing gig with the Chicago Cubs. His band played for the Chicago Cubs' home games at Wrigley Field from the early 1980s up until recently. They may still be doing that or still be contracted to do that once the season starts. I don't know. Bob Sunstrom is a banjo player who grew up in Chicago in the 1940s and 50s. He ended up, uh, after a long time, playing with the Salty Dogs and other groups in Chicago. Moved to Rhode Island in the 1960s, where he raised his family and started playing with New England jazz groups, including the New Black Eagle Jazz Band and his own uh, Commonwealth Jazz Band and many other groups besides. I played a whole lot with Bob Sunstrom when I was getting started in the uh, mid-90s or so, and up until he passed away, I think it was in 2016. So Bob was well known for playing in the subway. After he retired from his day job as a a graphic artist, he would go up into Boston and and take root in one of the subway stations and play for hours and uh, made money doing that. But more than that, he made a lot of contacts and played a whole lot of weddings and uh, things in the Boston area. And he had a band that circulated around him that played on those functions. I get to do a bunch of those as well. So this band, the Gold Coast Jazz Band, uh, as far as I know, started in about 1960. Uh, if you look at Ted Butterman's YouTube page, he briefly mentions it, and he has a couple of tracks on YouTube. The Blues My Naughty Sweetie and uh, another track as well. I'm not sure what it is, but I believe he said they came from 19. 19- 64, and uh, that's a little bit later than the period we're going to be talking about. This was at a time when this particular band was populated largely by members of the Salty Dogs, Uh, and we'll talk about them as we go along. And they had actually gone on tour, believe it or not, with Phyllis Diller, the comedian. And uh, they had toured quite a bit with her and did a few national gigs. I think they even ended up out in Las Vegas, and they may have even done a TV show with her. And uh, they came back to Chicago and disbanded in the mid-60s and started playing their regular gigs. And as I said, Bob Sundstrom then moved to Rhode Island. So we're going to listen to something from an early recording session, and I don't know for sure if this was ever released or if this was just a private demo session or not. Um, this consisted of four tunes. We're going to listen to two of them, and the personnel on here was Ted Butterman on the cornet, uh, Peter Nygaard on trombone. I believe he was from Denmark or possibly from Sweden, and he had come over to Chicago and was doing some playing local gigs in the in the 1960s there. Kim Cusack on clarinet, if you're a Devotee of this type of music and a festival goer, you're doubtless familiar with Kim and his playing. He's still out on the festival circuit and plays regularly around Chicago uh, with younger groups as well. And uh, in the rhythm section for this group, We had kind of an interesting combination of musicians. A fellow named Art Granwall was on piano. He had recorded in the 1920s with the Ray Miller uh, Orchestra of Chicago, so he was a native Chicagoan, I guess. And later on, he had made recordings with Muggsy Spanier and uh, a lot of different groups uh, in the Chicago area, and he was playing with this group as well. On bass, we have Ransom Noling. Ransom Knowling was originally from New Orleans, and uh, he ended up traveling around quite a bit. He was an African-American musician who had played with uh, Joe Robichaud and Sidney Devine uh, on the riverboats in his younger days before he uh, ended up in Chicago, among other places. He had... uh, played uh, in, on records with the Harlem Ham Fats. That's where most uh, classic jazz players are fam- or classic jazz listeners are familiar with his name. And uh, he recorded with quite a few other groups at that time as well, including, uh, I think, Big Boy Crudup's uh, recording of That's All Right, featured Ransom Noling on bass. So he had a long and storied career. And in 1960, he was playing with this group, playing Dixieland slash traditional jazz. We mentioned Bob Sunstrom on banjo. And rounding out the rhythm section was a fellow named Booker T. Washington on drums. Now, I'm not sure where he came from. He was from. I, he may have come from Memphis because he recorded in Memphis in the 1920s with uh, Williamson's Beale Street Band. Uh, and, but at some point he made it to Chicago and he recorded some rhythm and blues sides as well in the 1940s. And by the 1950s and 60s he was playing quite frequently with the uh, blues fraternity and also with the younger Dixieland musicians. He made some recordings, I know, with your real uh, little brother Montgomery at the time. So that was the band of the Gold Coast Jazz Band in 1960. We're going to listen to two recordings that they did. Uh, again, I'm not sure if these were released or not, but uh, they're quite well done, well recorded and, and well played. They have a nice four-beat New Orleans rhythm section going there, and some great horn interplay. And the two tunes we're going to listen to are uh, Standards of the 1920s, San, which was recorded by many groups in the 1920s, most notably, to me anyway, by Jimmy Noon and his Apex Club Orchestra. And we're going to follow that up with Sorry, recorded by Bick Spiderbeck and his gang. And we'll hear uh, some interesting little arranging touches, especially in the front line. So this is the Gold Coast Jazz Band. two recordings. Interesting uh, things by the Gold Coast Jazz Band. First up was San, which was originally composed in 1920 uh, by Michelle and MacPhail. It was uh, one of the tunes that capitalized on the on the uh, fervor for exotic locations from that period from the Orient or whatever actually it might have been from Senegal as one uh, uh, source suggests and rarely do you hear the lyrics the Jimmy Noon uh, version in 1930 was an incredibly hot version and of course uh, people might remember the Paul Whiteman version featuring big Spiderbeck in uh, a few years earlier from 1927 I think so those were interesting recordings and as was this one uh, features uh, featured a great clarinet solo by Kim Cusack, as well as good innings for the cornet, piano, and trombone. Then we followed that up with Sorry, which was a tune written by Howdy Quicksell, the banjo player, and Raymond Claggis uh, in 1927. The first recording, as far as I know anyway, was by Bix Spiderbeck and his gang in 1927. Uh, some musicians who were part of the Eugene Goldkett Orchestra at the time. They recorded some side sessions, including this one. And uh, Fletcher Henderson also recorded a version of this around the same time. But the Gold Coast Jazz Band from 1960 really featured uh, the trombone, I think, more than anything else on that recording. We had uh, the second chorus or, or thereabouts, the, the trumpet and the clarinet, we're quoting the Bix solo from the original recording and uh, as a call and then a response from Peter Nygaard on trombone, and then he gets his solo later on. Peter Nygaard was from Denmark, and he returned shortly after these sessions in the mid-1960s, and he began a long career playing uh, twenty style traditional jazz in Denmark and in Scandinavia. He played with the Adrian Benson Orchestra, he had a group of his own, uh, and played with many of the groups from that area, and his recordings are pretty easy to get from that period. So we're going to go... Leaping ahead to 1962 and the Gold Coast Jazz Band right now. This is a slightly different group. The front line is the same. Ted Butterman, Peter Nygaard, and Kim Cusack. And Bob Sundstrom is still playing banjo. But now we have the rhythm section of the Salty Dog Band. The Salty Dog's... were a, a, a loose agglomeration of young white performers um, who went to Purdue University, or some of whom did, at any rate. That's where this band started, back in the late 40s, early 50s, I guess. And by 1960 or so, it had solidified into a, a pretty standard um, unit uh, of musicians who made a number of recordings and did quite a few tours. They were quite legendary, and many of them are still playing today and still get together from time to time. Uh, Lou Green was the trumpet player for many of those sessions. He's replaced here by Ted Butterman, as I said. And the rhythm section is the Salty Dog rhythm section of the early 60s. John Cooper was on piano, Bob Sunstrom on banjo, Mike Walbridge on tuba, and Wayne Jones on drums. So we have a little bit more of a... Of a, of a 20s style, I guess, rather than a New Orleans style. There are a few more little arranging touches and things like that, and uh, some really neat playing as well. We're going to listen to two tunes right now. Uh, The first is the tune by Johnny St. Cyr, the banjo player with Louis Armstrong's Hot 5, and it's called The Oriental Strut. And following that, we're going to play a Louis Armstrong tune called Someday You'll Be Sorry. we mm-hmm. That was Someday You'll Be Sorry, that second tune we just heard. That just has some nifty little effects in it, that semi-whole-tone coda at the end with the trumpet and the clarinet. The nice little long-toned voicings behind the piano solo. It almost sounds like voices, but I think it was the horns in that case. And some fine solos as well. That was a song that was composed, sort of composed, by Louis Armstrong in 1947. He said it came to him in a dream, but what probably happened is before he went to sleep, he heard the radio and he listened to a song by... Ali Rebel called Goodnight Angel, which is virtually the same song, same melody and chords, just different lyrics. And uh, Louis uh, used that song for the rest of his life. It was a, a very big hit for him. So that was uh, Someday You'll Be Sorry. We started out that set with the Oriental Strut, and that was, as I said, a Johnny St. Cyr tune from 1925, thereabouts, one of the first recordings by Louis Armstrong's Hot Five. And uh, so pretty much the traditional arrangement in that case. We had a nice... Uh, banjo break in the middle of that by Bob Sundstrom, and fine piano and trombone, among other things, and uh, largely the, the standard arrangement of that as well. So this is the Gold Coast Jazz Band we're listening to right now. Very interesting group of uh, Chicago-based musicians, and... Uh, uh, clearly, a rehearsed group. They uh, they knew what they were doing. As I said, some of them, most of them, were with the Salty Dog Jazz Band, the original Salty Dogs, and uh, they were to go on tour shortly after this recording session, I think, with Phyllis Diller, and uh, accompanying her stage show and opening for her, and so on and so forth. And a couple of members of the band I talked to about that uh, said that it was a, a lot of fun, and Phyllis Diller was a great fun to work with. So we're going to listen to one more song by the Gold Coast Jazz Band right now. This is a tune that, uh, if you know it, you probably know it from, again, the Bix Beiderbecke and His Gang recording of 1928. And uh, the tune is called Rhythm King, and it was co-composed by Joe Trent and... uh, somebody named Joe Hoover, which actually was a pseudonym for J. Russell Robinson, the piano player who had made records with the original Dixieland Jazz Band in the early 1920s. He composed quite a, quite a number of other songs, too. So this uh, Rhythm King uh, features something like the Big Spider Beck arrangement with the intro and the ending and a lot of other little touches added in as well, some harmonized breaks and uh, some, some great stuff as well. And here we listen to some especially fine clarinet playing by Kim Cusack. So this is the Gold Coast Jazz Band of 1962 uh, playing Rhythm King. was Rhythm King and that was the Gold Coast Jazz Band of Chicago in the early 60s. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. There are some other, other tunes as well from that band and as I said if you check out uh, Ted Butterman's YouTube channel he has a couple of other tracks on there that seem to be from a later session. Um, I'm not sure exactly when that band finished but uh, they certainly left an interesting legacy while they were active in Chicago. So, I hope you enjoyed this program. We're going to be going on to some other blogs, then, or excuse me, podcasts. The next one is actually going to be about Roy Newman and his band. Roy Newman was a Western swing band that was active in the early to middle to late 1930s. It, uh... Uh, shared some personnel with some other groups from that, uh, from that uh, style Bill Boyd and his Cowboy Ramblers and a few others there were some very fine soloists in this group and you're going to hear some jazz tunes as well um, they uh, tended to use jazz tunes from a somewhat earlier era in western swing and we'll be talking about why that is so again, hope you enjoyed this program you are listening to the Jazz Focus my name is John Clark we hope you'll take the time to look at some of our other podcasts coming up thank you